Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to CHGO Red Stars presented by Points Bet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sandra Herrera here with my friend, homie, and colleague Claire Watkins, aka Scam Originator. We we have to catch up. We do. We catch up. How you doing mm-hmm. today, homie? I'm good. I'm a little bit tired. Um, everybody knows it's Friday morning. Oof. Last night was a late one in terms of the international soccer stuff. Um, yep. Yeah, it, we are in the thick of it right now, right? We got NWSL games. We got uh, international games like across the world. Uh, WNBA All-Star Weekend yeah. starts today in the city of Chicago. It's live. Like, I was just saying, I was like, this is not necessarily my cutest Friday, but we are rolling with it. We're feeling good. We are living life, you know. We're doing our best, yeah. as always, quite frankly, just trying to hang in there. We've definitely been doing uh, double duty, triple duty, feels like. Um we're all over the place in this space. I know you especially have your eyes and hands in all of it. Um, and yeah, last night was was a doozy. Uh, we're referring to the CONCACAF W Championship uh, mm-hmm. going on. And we're going to talk a little bit about the United States Women's National Team because there's a, there's a couple of Red Stars uh, on that team. And uh, we got BSG repping Canada mm-hmm. as well. So we're definitely going to chat about that. Uh, within this episode, but uh, everybody's here for the Red Stars first yeah, let's talk Red Stars. and foremost. So let's talk some Red Stars because we we were away. We took a, a brief pause uh, last week. And what happened last week is the Red Stars got that dub. That's what happened last week. Chicago Red Stars on the road uh, taking on Gotham FC, New Jersey, New York. Gotham FC, the two-state the great two-state franchise of Gotham FC. And uh, they picked up uh, a win in, in this one. I'm trying to reach way back into my hat of memories here and sort of think about what we were sort of going to per- like perceive from these Red Stars going on the road. I think a lot of the stuff that's been that's been brought up for this particular window of games is, hey, a lot of NWSL teams are not going to have key figures or key players on their rosters right now. They're not going to have those sort of st- superstar caliber type of players during during this stretch of game. But I think the other side of that, when we're just narrowing it down 
to the Red Stars specifically, the whole energy around that was, well, the Red Stars actually aren't unfamiliar with having to play games this season without Mallory Pugh. And it looks like they took that energy with them on the road into Gotham because they picked up this dub 3-0. Yeah. um, It was a little bit of a weird game in the way that, like, many Gotham games are. I I mean, like, Chicago games, I think, are usually I enjoy watching. I enjoy watching the the Red Stars play a lot this season. Um, It does feel like something slightly different happens every week, and they have to sort of adapt and grow. I like that a lot. Um, And Chicago didn't really make that many adjustments. I think the only thing that they really did, and this was what Chris Petroselli straight up told me he was going to do before the game, which is they moved Vanessa DiBernardo up and they moved Yuki Nagasato back. And that was like it. And so basically they let DiBernardo, she is not Pew, but she was the one given the most freedom to sort of play make and, and generate chances. Um, and, and she did that. She did that really well. And for whatever reason, Gotham was just like floored by that. They were like, they're not just going to have a empty patch of grass where Mal Pugh used to be, you know, like (laughs) in her honor. Um, and yeah, they kind of get on, they get on the board early. They, they keep pushing and, and Gotham really struggles, struggles to adjust. So, um, this is a funny one. We talk about this sometimes about how sometimes with these red stars results, this is much about the other team on the field as it is about Chicago. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was very balanced, right? Three different goal scorers, um, uh, at good patches of time in the game, right? It was balanced throughout the game, the goal scoring, uh, Emily Boyd pitched the shutout. It was her first start in a long time. You know, it was a long journey for her to get back to, to starting in the end of USL. Um, but yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a good game. I have to say, I'm a little bit surprised at this point that, I think Gotham maybe in name, like Opta had the two formations kind of in matching boxes, but it did not feel that way watching the actual game as it was played. Yeah. Here's the form. Here's kind of the formational stuff happening here. They sort of packed that midfield. You see how many Gotham players are in that center circle. Right. But I don't, it didn't work. Also that you see that all of those players are in that light blue shade, which indicates that they were not getting, um, they were not creating a significant amount of ball movement, nor were they getting the touches that they were getting on the outside. And I think that was a huge issue for Gotham. I mean, I think it's been a, been a huge issue yeah, for, for right. Gotham. You know, I, again, yeah, this is a Red Stars podcast, but we got to talk about the opposition that was in front of, of Chicago, you know, in front of the Red Stars and who they were playing up against. I mean, talking a little bit about maybe storylines going into this one and bringing up the fact that there is no pew. And that's a thing that, Thankfully, the Red Stars have been able to find success even within her absence. Um, you know, no Nayer, no no BSG. Uh, but maybe another one of those things where it's like, hey, like this team is going up against, uh, you know, their former assistant coach and, yeah. and Scott Parkinson. So that was like another one of those things um, on the other side of the pitch a, a little bit. Like, is there going to be that familiarity um, there, you know, from Scott Parkinson and going up against the Red Stars? But I, that wasn't one that I wasn't necessarily leaning into. It's too a very much different in team. They have, they're a yeah. completely different team. They also... I mean, quite frankly, they they met Parkinson's Gotham in the, the playoffs season, and yeah. got and eliminated them right. and moved on to the the semifinal last year. Um, and you know, shout out to Scott, even saying back then, like I thought they were going to look a certain way, and they did not look a certain way. And this team still continues to look a little bit different than they did last year. And I think that's just something that you know you could kind of maybe throw that storyline 
out the window. Oh God, the XG race plot. Yeah. So this is worth looking at as well. It really is. Um, I, and this is also a funny thing with Gotham because you look at some of these things and uh, you're like, oh my gosh, how did Gotham not get a single goal out of this? And I think that's fair. You can see, especially at the end of the game, they had a couple high XG chances. Um, but Gotham actually sometimes reminds me a little bit like uh, some of those early games of the Red Stars last year where it's like they're putting together this XG portfolio of like, here is our accumulative attack that we are creating throughout this match. But then we're not sit with this is not a simulated game right it's a game that is played and there are moments and chances that you have to take and so like for example see how low xg that di bernardo chance was there is no it was a great goal it was i mean it was a it was a di bernardo classic right she got time at the top of the box she was able to square up open her hits hit it inside in inside the foot but why was nobody closing down on her you know it was like it's one of those things where you look at a, a game that's three nil versus not and it's those moments that swing things and yes you see how gotham was able to hold chicago to to not a lot of attacks after the demon article but at that point the game has changed chicago's up to nothing and gotham themselves are not really creating chances until past the 60th minute so um it kind of tells it tells the story but it doesn't you know what i mean yeah, I think I mean, but that's part of like why we have these really cool things. So shout out to Ariel for always providing them towards towards end. It's like you get to compare your eye test with like your sort of stat and data test. Um, something I think else that I want to like maybe take a look at could be fun. You know, it's, it's the hope that kills you. So let's let's talk about that yeah. a little bit. The Chicago Red Stars win this game. They win it pretty like you know with within good command of and control of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get this dub and for at least one whole day, <laughs> one whole day, yeah. they sat atop the NWSL standings. They were in first place after winning this game against Gotham. After the weekend closed out, San Diego continued to do what they did, picked up a result, and they are still on top of, of the table. So the rest are sit in second place right now with 19 points behind San Diego with 21. So the Red Stars... This was their 10th game of the season. So there's about a couple more games till you can we can actually officially say this team is about to hit one more after this weekend. We're halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna say, hey, we're gonna hit the second half of this season. So because we're so close, maybe we gotta start asking that that question. So the Red Stars are putting together good performances this year, some fun, pleasant surprises for us. We've really enjoyed watching these games, breaking them down and getting a look at players in, within these positions of this formation. But because it is so close to this, this halfway point, and they are at such a high point in the table, they they look like a playoff team. The Chicago Red Stars look like they're a Red Stars team. I agree. Of the, that they're going to go to the playoffs, yep. right? Especially with six teams, the ability to go to the playoffs. But is this the point in the season where maybe we – we do. Like I said, it's the hope that kills you. Is this the point in the season where we put ambition finally a little bit on this team? Because we've been saying a lot. I mean, you like, listen, we're not trying to put expectations on this team this year. There was a lot of unknowns going into this year based on the very tumultuous offseason that they had. But is this the point in time where maybe the pundits, the critics, the even the fans just start putting a little bit of ambition on the team? Like, are they going to go get that shield? Things well, like I- that. I think it's a question worth asking because I, I was thinking about it when we were prepping for the show. And, you know, I, I do think you and I are coming from it from a different perspective, maybe than, than some, some other people in that we are 
so aware of the turnover in Chicago and we are hyper aware of, of who is not available and, and who will be back and who won't be back and, and the changes that they've made and all of that sort of stuff. But when is the last time they've been at the top of the table, not top of the table, but near the top of the table this long, yeah. this is not usually the arc of their season. Usually um, the approach is very slow and steady sit somewhere in the middle of the crowd right. until maybe the final third of the season and then make a push or right. alternately. And I, I, this is a possibility too. I'm not ruling this out, but you know, sometimes you look strong and then you plateau. Um, so I think it's worth asking just because I do think that this is one of the more competitive, more competitive seasons like last year, but even at the top, there's no one really standing out. Yes. San Diego has been good, but they are only one point ahead of Chicago with one and Chicago has a game in hand. And so I think, it's not because I'm like, oh my gosh, I think the Red Stars are so much better than everybody else. It's because I'm like, well, look at what we're seeing. And I want to accurately reflect what we are seeing, which is a team that is in the shield race. Yep. I'm with you. Yeah. I think we're looking, you mentioned San Diego being on top right now, but I mean, we even look at Portland Thorns. They're just yeah. a couple points behind. They the dropped Red points Stars. over the weekend. Yeah. And there's just like, it's, it's really in, in grass right now. We're looking at some of these teams within, you know, at least one to three or even one to four. Cause I would imagine all rain with the moves that they've been making will probably start picking up even more points than they were doing uh, in this first half of the season. But it's nice to be able to talk about that, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, it's just nice to be able to have this type of dialogue around this team in 2022 because quite quite frankly people who don't go here claire they don't go here they the narratives around this team was that they were kind of boring mm -hmm. they were stale, that there's no way this this is this is going to be the year where we see the apps like actual plateau right of the the drop off. yeah right. like okay they've had a fantastic run uh they've been a top three team uh, a top four team, uh, an elite team, so to speak, right? Within the NWSL over the last six, seven, eight years. Uh, but, you know, that that reign is over. We're probably going, if there's a team that we see rotated out of this playoff picture, that it's probably going to be Chicago. We we saw that. Like, we read that. We saw that. We heard that in the spaces in other pockets. And here's this Red Stars team saying, mm, nah, like, we're just going to TTP. Like, we're just going to keep, like, trusting this process and and trusting each other and integrating these new faces in and continue to produce results, you know, where we can, where we can get them. And they find themselves sitting in second place of the standings right now. And um, it's very impressive. And we need to talk about it as if it's very impressive and players on this team are putting up games where we can look, I think in each of these games and maybe find like a really strong individual performance. And that maybe it's different from week to week. It's not yeah. all up you, right? You know, and I also think maybe this is like a good place to put it as well, which is the, and, and I, it's hard to tell without being in training about like who's coaching what and, and what instructions they're getting. I'll be honest, like Petroselli does not get in detail too much with, with media, which that does not mean it's not happening in training. That's sometimes just a media approach. Um, but I think there's also this element of, yeah, Chicago's got some young players that can ball, right? Ava Cook, Sarah Lubert, Sarah Griffith. Um, Sammy Fisher started this game. You know, that's a player that hasn't even really gotten that many starts and she did really well against Gotham. Um, Jill Aguilera, like they have these young players that are are very talented, but 
they're not the only team with young players that are very talented. I think of like Louisville. Louisville has a number of young players that are also very talented. But Chicago is able to put it together in this cohesive way. And I was also curious to see what it looked like without Alyssa Nair, because I think we've given her a lot of credit for um, her communication with that young defense. And I thought Boyd did a nice job stepping in. And I think it's also just a credit. I mean, I think, I think the world of, of what Zoe Morrison and Tatum Malazzo have been able to do so far this season. And I think that it's also just a testament to that. Um, you know, I think that it's, it's telling that, they have, and, and Kowalski as well, but Kowalski obviously has come in a little bit newer. It, it's telling that you lose the physical profile of a Tierna Davidson or, or a Kayla Sharples, and you know that you're a little bit small now in the back. You know mm-hmm. that Tatum Malazzo does not have necessarily the normal physical profile of a center back. Neither does Zoe Morse. Um, Amanda Kowalski does a little bit more, but she, again, is, is a true rookie. And you stick with it because you trust those players and you trust that their their the way that they mentally see the game, the way they distribute the ball, the way they stay calm in the back and communicate with their goalkeeper is going to see them through despite not being the biggest, tallest, fastest back line. And we've seen that play out so far. They haven't lost in eight games. That nope. is a really incredible Very accomplishment. Impressive. Yeah. 100%. And shout out to Malazzo. Like, yeah. making the team of the month. For, the month. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's a, something yeah. to be celebrated for sure. It's Red Stars looking looking good right now looking like a team that i don't know maybe you would put some money on perhaps 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 Ooh. because well, I was gonna say the odds the odds are probably getting a little bit less favorable for you as a player you should put your money on them early do it do it do it and you know what there's a way for you to do this the best way to support chgo is to download the points bet app and use code chgo when you sign up if you do that right now you'll get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars but that's not it if you make a fifty dollars or more first time deposit you'll receive a free chgo membership which unlocks all of our web content and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first time deposit at points. Bet. if you have any questions, you can email points bet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. Download the points bet app right now and use the promo code CHGO. I think you should all should do that and choose the Red Stars yeah. uh, shirt. That's what you should do. I agree. I agree. <laughs> that's that that that's what y'all should do. Yeah. After after one. you go download the points better. That's, that's right. basically what should happen. That's so right. look, team got the dub. That was exciting. Now they have another game coming up this weekend. <sighs> Indeed, and they do. They're gonna have it against North Carolina Courage. Mm-hmm. First and time. It's the first one. First meeting between these two teams in 2022. They've got an undefeated streak on the line, right? They're going to see if they can extend that. And I don't know. I feel a little bit different about this North Carolina Courage team and this Chicago Red Stars team going into this match. I think in years prior, again, we're talking storylines. There's that whole concept of like familiarity between both teams, a little bit of a rivalry perhaps. Uh, you know, Red Stars getting the better of this team during regular season series, North Carolina getting the better of this team in playoff series, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. The energies around both these teams in 2022, different. Yeah. I mean, North Carolina, North Carolina not winning last weekend was, I think, a real red flag a little bit. Um, 
though it's a weird one, right? I mean, I think we keep waiting for them to figure it out. They're, I think, seven points outside of, of playoff position at this moment, which is not insurmountable, but it's a bit, right? Um, they're going to need to start getting dubs. They're going to need to start winning and not just getting results um, or losing close <laughs> games like four to three. Uh, so I think they're going to be giving it uh, giving it all they got. And I think that um, obviously they also play with a box midfield. And Petroselli said pretty much straight up. I mean, no disrespect to Gotham, but he said that he thought that North Carolina was going to be harder. And um, it just is what it is. Um, I think there is that. That's that interesting thing, though, right? Which is like, even though North Carolina is having a weird year, they're moving players. They've got their two best players are out right now, right? With um, with Brazil. And yet... You never feel great going into a game against North Carolina. <laughs> you're never like, oh, we've got this, you know? Even with all that being said, you're like, Even with on. all that being said, yeah. Um, and so I think that there's that element as well. I think that uh, it's, it is going to be a battle. I think it's going to be um, a very important defensive midfield battle. I think Vanessa DiBernardo is going to have – it's going to be harder because I think they're going to need her more in the defensive midfield. And um, it's not actually, you know, Chicago's done a box against NC before, but it was unusual. They would, yeah. they would do a box. It was like one game a year. They would do the box against NC yeah. because that was considered and, at the time when they had Sam Ewis, Crystal Dunn, yeah. uh, Denise O'Sullivan, Davinia, that those were considered, that was considered the only way to even have a shot. And so when you saw some of those wins in 2019 in the regular season, they would try to match numbers in the midfield. Yeah, but, shout out to, to Brad. If you're listening. Yeah, to, that's right. I was answering your question. If you're listening to this yeah. podcast, uh, yeah. Brad asked if this is the first time CRS is going to use a box midfield against the box yeah. of NCC. It's going to be um, the first time they've really practiced it many games over games, though, against North Carolina. And I do think that that's a little bit different. Yeah, but that, I mean, you know, I love that you brought that up um, in, in that answer to Brad's question because it's just like, this is, I think, what a little bit what I was alluding to, where I'm just yeah. like, here we are in, in the 2022 version of these teams meeting each other. It, it's just different. Like, <laughs> like, it's just different between these. So I'm, I'm a little bit um, curious as to what is, you know, what's going to play out uh, on the pitch uh, between these two sides. Um, I know that you were on the call uh, with, uh, the Red Stars the other day for the for the media call. Was there anything interesting that that came out of that call that you think is sort of shining some light on this matchup coming up? Um, you know, I mean, Petroselli said the stuff that he usually says. Honestly, he said it's gonna because the numbers are gonna match in the midfield. It's gonna be more about one v one battles. Um, you know, I I think maybe the the thing that was a little bit different was just the positives coming out of the Gotham game which was you don't really see it till you see it, right? You don't see them win three, nothing without Mal Pugh until they actually do it. And I think that that um, is, is good. And, and he was even saying that, you know, that last goal and Ellis Stevens was sitting right beside him. So it was one of those nice moments where a coach is talking up a player with the player right next to him. But um, just that final goal that they scored against Gotham, just how that was a combination goal. It, it was a good team buildup yeah. finished very nicely by, by Ellis Stevens right in front of goal. It was a high XG chance and that's what they want. They want to be building those as much as you want your D Bernardo bangers. You want to be doing things through the system as well. And so I think it was more just that just carrying the momentum from the Gotham game. And I think that we are beginning to see even from Petroselli, cause he's new this feeling of rather than just be like, wow, aren't we doing great? And being like, no, we should expect to win every game that we play. And so I think that that is a little bit of a mental shift. Um, and then, I mean, one of the other nice things was I just, I, I talked to Ella Stevens a briefly 
about just her development as a center forward. And I think that those kinds of things are positives too, except I'm now at the point where I'm like, I think they should play Ella Stevens and Ava Cook together. <laughs> like often. Yeah. Like often. Because I'm like, if Pretty Vanessa DiBernardo has to play the six, put Stevens in the 10 and then let, let Cook cook in the front. Let you know? Cook cook, y'all. Yeah. Let Listen to Claire. Listen, I, I'm with you 100%, dude. I Just watching this game from Ella Stevens, you know, against Gotham and just sort of, I think that there's there's a number of players that we could say this about on this team this year, but like witnessing the literal growth, mm -hmm. like we're witnessing the literal growth. Yeah, of every week, which is really, yeah. And it's delightful to watch. I mean, this is a player that's, Red Sox got 10 games and it'll put away in their season, has made eight appearances. Mm -hmm. She's second on the team in goals mm -hmm. right now. She's got three yeah. goals to her name. Yeah. Second on the team in expected goals, 1.89. Uh, she's created, you know, a number of chances. I believe it's about four or so. Uh, I'm with you, man. I would love to see it. Let's see it. Let's see it in this game. Let's see it with, uh, let's see it against Carolina. Um, I'm not sure if, uh, I'm, I don't know if Carolina is going to have the answer for for that type of duo, quite frankly. Um, right. I know this is the type of team, like you said, it's like you could just never really kind of count them out, even though they are incredibly unpredictable. Yeah, I think... I think the best way to play North Carolina this year, like just in 2020 is that you do actually need numbers forward. It's not going to work if you're trying to play off the ball. Um, they don't have Casey Murphy. They've had a number of goals be scored on them in quick succession because of miscommunications in the back. You need to be forcing the issue. And so I think that that is an element where like you want your best playmakers playing pretty aggressively. Actually, it's more of like an offense is your best defense against North Carolina and I think you also just have to trust the defense to be able to negate their playmakers up top because they're missing their best ones to, to be able to handle that in transition. So I actually think that Chicago should rather than slow the game. I mean, slow the game down, possess when you need to save legs. But I think the way you get out on top of North Carolina in, in 2022 is you make them mess up in the back and they do have a propensity to do that. And then you nullify what they have in the attack with which out there without their most dynamic players, you have to trust your defense to be able to do. So I think that there is a game plan there that can work rather than just be like, we're going to muddy up the midfield and yeah. make it this just a real grind. I don't think you have to do that, Yeah. but I think not doing that is harder. And so yeah. there's that element as well. Yeah. Yeah. I would hate for this to turn into like a game where, where the Red Stars kind of get in their heads, their own heads a little bit. I would, I would hate for that type. Cause I mean, there's a lot of things here when you're looking at going up against Carolina where you could say there's some areas here where we could take advantage of. And I hope that that's what they lean into sort of right. what, what you're talking about as well. I mean, we both have mentioned that, you know, Ella Stevens is the player that we want to continue to see on the pitch. Uh, you also mentioned Cook, so I'm not going to hit you with the, like, who do you want, like, to have a good game in this one? I'm going to maybe, like, just still keep the focus on Carolina a bit. Say, like, is there a player that you want to have a not good game on the courage side of things? I think you want to make Caitlin Rowland's life hard. I think you yeah. want to, I think you want to make her play it out with her feet. I think anytime they try to build out the back, I think you got to be pushing her. I think you want to be disrupting the communication lines between, I don't know if Ursig will be available, but um, between whoever the center backs are, Kaylee Kurtz and, and Denise O'Sullivan, and just really make that, that channel through the center defense, I think as hard as possible. Um, because once you do that, then they have to just kind of spray things out wide. And obviously they have 
they have some good, they have some pretty good outside backs, but so does Chicago and Chicago yeah. has that setup with the wingers that I think that they're, they're set up well to, to give up that space and still do well. And if you just have North Carolina sending crossing crosses in, I mean, that's how Chicago's played defense all, all season. So I yeah. think you want to, I think you want to mess with the spine essentially. I think you want to try to try to press that as much as possible. I'm with you on that. I, I don't, I mean, again, don't have the availability reports yet, but yeah, if Abby you might were- say, <laughs> you might say that that's only what they need. Is Are that only what they need? Are you ready for an ad seg? Let's go. Let's, tra- let's transition. Okay. So you might say that messing with North Carolina's spine is the only thing that Chicago needs to do. It's only what they need. It's only, only what they need, which is almost like only what you need. Owen, which is 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you. That's right. And that's pretty amazing. All of their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten or dairy, easily digestible. Owen and Chicago, or CHGO, Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. That's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com with the code CHGO20. Only what you need. I can personally probably really use a protein. I was going to say, I wish I had one. I wish I had one literally right now. I probably, that would have been very helpful with my That would have been day meal. (laughs) We're at that point. We're at the point where we're like day meal, night meal. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Going to have to absolutely be like, hey, Owen. Hook it, hook it, yeah, for real. Hook it up, um, hundred percent. I love, love the transition. No, Thank like you. flawless. Uh, no one can deliver the ad reads I'm like trying. CHO Red Stars podcast can, uh, in the CHO family. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Uh, but uh, I'm with you. I'm eager to uh, to see see the game and how it uh, how it shakes out. Uh, what? Chicago. How would you? What Carolina. would you identify if if you were coach? If you were coaching the Red Stars, if you were coaching the Red Stars this week, what would you? What would you say for for playing North Carolina? Yeah, I'm 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 with you. I mean, it's uh, it's often Abby Ursig that I'm right referring to whenever I've done previews for Chicago and and going up against Carolina because uh, it's not she's not just someone who can kind of control that game for this team. She's captain of the team, you know, starts with the spine, like you said, but this is someone who has punished the red stars, like offensively as well, like offset pieces for the North Carolina courage. So she's often someone that I look at to say, I hope you have just a little bit of an off game Mm -hmm. and then maybe you don't make things so frustrating. Um, Kristen asking, do you think Chicago needs to play extra attention to Caroline or focus on their own game plan? I would go with the latter just because, again, we don't have the availability reports in front of us, but it's of it's of our understanding that Caroline is unavailable. Yeah, she was back. It, it's a good question because she was back for one game. She was yeah, back she, last they, weekend. They, they it was, I, I understand why you're asking the question because I also was a little bit like, oh, yeah. Caroline's what, back. Yeah. What does it mean? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. what does it mean? Yeah. So she was definitely still here at the start of, yeah. of July, but Copa America is officially kicking off today, Tonight. Friday, yeah. uh, July 8th. And it's our understanding that Caroline is now officially on international duty with Brazil. So that, but it is a valid question it because there's, question. there's some, there's some, there's a little less footage. That means there's a little less tape to go over yeah. with the current forwards on the North Carolina courage. Like, you know, and that can 
you know, that can come into play, you know, against the Chicago Red Stars if they don't know necessarily or have a ton there to prepare for. Um, it is something that I'm keeping, you know, an eye on. Is this going to be the... Is this going to be the the Jory Bauckham breakout game for for North Carolina Courage? Brandon I, Pinto, I think, is another Pinto. one. Yeah, you got to keep. You know, I IDK. Yeah. So it's like it's very easy to be like, okay, so this was a player that's not available. Look, Caroline's a big yeah. one. We talked about Dabinia. Um, They recently traded Taylor Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like what's who are the Red Stars going to be getting a look at in terms yeah. of the attack, right? So um, yeah, it's a it's a totally valid question. It's it's one that quite frankly we should be talking about so thank you yeah. for asking um but yeah lot the, that's a, maybe an area of unknown that the red stars are potentially going to be you know having to work on in the build-up uh to this game but we'll, we'll see you know we i'm still going to stick with with Ursig <laughs> wanting to have yeah. uh, if to you, it, it is true if you can just kind of shut them down in the back then maybe it makes you know, everything they do a lot harder i yeah. want to see them crank it up I yeah. do. I want to see. I'm with you, Claire. I want to see the rest of us crank it up, and I want to see them going. Yeah. I, I hope we do. Fingers crossed. We do get to see uh, Cook and and Stevens. Uh, you know, to go ahead and uh, do do the thing. Do the thing against um, the courage. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna transition again a little bit because there we're ta- we mentioned Copa America already mm-hmm. a couple times um, at the top of this episode. Talk yeah, about let's talk international the Concacaf W uh, Championship. Yeah. There's a lot going on. So the reason why these next few episodes, this one and the next couple episodes, probably previews and recaps that we're doing, um, we have to maybe talk about other players on the team on the opposition that maybe people aren't used to seeing uh, is because again, there's a ton of players who are missing during this July window for all 12 clubs uh, across NWSL red stars uh, included. And that's because there are a million T uh, international tournaments happening. Some of them with some pretty big stakes at hand. We're talking about uh, the CONCACAF W championship, which serves not only as the world cup qualifiers for the entire CONCACAF region, but there are also a a spot for the 2024 Olympic Games in Paris, Mm -hmm. and there's also a spot for the the CONCACAF W Gold Cup in 2024 as well. So a ton of things to play for here if you are a participant, one of the eight participating nations in this uh, CONCACAF tournament. And it got kicked off on july 4th so this has been on ongoing there's already been two Games. match days uh that have taken place in this tournament um the group b is going to close out match day two tonight if you're with us live and watching um you can catch those games on paramount plus and believe it or not the united states women's national team only needed one and a half match days to qualify yeah. for the 2023. There they are. Look World at that. Yep. Look at them. Two games, two wins, plus eight goal differentials, six points. Obviously, the group went very weird. Yeah. The U.S. did not. It's not really possible for any team to control their destiny after two games, but it just the way it shook out. Um, yeah, I... I I was a little bit like this all happened last night and and well this is not maybe the the place to talk about Mexico but obviously that's more the story here than the US but um yeah I was just always a little bit with CONCACAF it's it's an imperfect science of how they do qualifying right they they extended the preliminary rounds extensively this year and yet, with the U.S.'s participation, they they play two games and they're in. And I don't know, <laughs> I don't yeah. know what you do to change Qualified. that. But yeah, but they did do it, which is good. 
good for San. I mean, I did have a moment, you know, and, and Sandra, like, obviously, again, this is unfortunately at, at the cost of Mexico, but yeah. you know, it, it is important for us as media members. You, you got to grab the little wins when you get them. And it's good. It's good that the U.S. qualified. It's good for us. It's good for the sport. Yeah. It's good for the team. It's good for the NWSL. Good to see the world champs back at the World Cup next year. Obviously, job's not done. Yeah. But, was, um, <laughs> safe to say it would have been pretty catastrophic if yeah. the 2019 reigning world cup champions did not qualify yeah but, the, but that's the crazy thing right is because they only started that game against jamaica they started two players who played in the world cup final and it was rose lavelle and Alyssa nair yep. well and, and her answer three and, Haran. and um and that was it yeah you know what well, that was my well, Haran didn't start the world cup final that that was my that was my sort of takeaway from last night because many what ended up happening during this second match day was United States defeated Jamaica 5-0, right? Mm -hmm. They put up the lopsided scoreline, building off that 3-0 win against Haiti. And with that sort of big scoreline, the other things are coming into play, like the different scenarios. And the scenario mm -hmm. for the United States was, well, technically, the United States can qualify for the World Cup that same day. Yeah. If the match between Haiti and Mexico ends up with some type of result for Haiti. So all Haiti yeah. had to do was actually draw against Mexico, but they pulled out a 3-0 win against the tournament host. Yep. And with that result, that confirmed the United States women's national team's place in the 2023 World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. So a little, like, shifting a little bit, maybe, the the game plan or, or the focus within this tournament is not necessarily on the world cup anymore maybe it's also just guaranteeing your place in the 2024 paris olympic games because the way this Concacaf tournament's gonna shake out is if, if you win this entire tournament you have a straight buy to yep. to the olympic games in 2024 you seal your place there uh while the the other remaining teams have to play a sort of a playoff game for uh, the remaining spots. So if you win it all, you get that. You also get the place in, in the uh, the Women's Gold Cup as well. So I would imagine that we're not going to see any less energy from this United States Women's National Team. No, unfortunately, sort of I mean, the thing that, that really spot. kind of bums me out is I don't think the U.S. is going to take this game off at all. I don't think no. – I think – I think Mexico. I don't think Mexico's gonna do it, Sandra. I'm sorry. It's tough. Yeah. No. 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 There was yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah. It was. There was absolutely like. Uh, I already reacted for this for the. Yeah. For the old nine to five. Yeah. Um, it's just like the scenarios in which Mexico, you know, need to achieve like the the possibilities that they need to go ahead and, and, and the standards that they got to win out, right. Which is one game remaining. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you just have to win out right now, but you only have one game left. And that game is against the United States women. Who, who do not, they do not want to play Canada in the semifinal. They have no reason to no. not want to get a full nine points out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Like why, why would you want to not win this game? You know, yeah. there's other things to play for. Yeah. We kind of saw that in the reaction of, you know, the, the players last night when they were reacting to the news that they they clinched, you know, job's not done. We saw that yep. energy for yep. sure from this team. But, you know, it was uh, a wave of emotion, quite yeah. frankly. I mean, listen, uh, devastated 
for Mexico. Yeah. Absolutely heartbroken. I had a feeling or two or perhaps tree. Yeah. And I there's an I've reacted to this a ton of ways. So trust me, if you follow me on, on Twitter, you'll you'll find enough. But you know, there just there was a reason why looking at Mexico going into this tournament, I'm like, well, actually, like they're being viewed as the favorites by a lot of folks. But for me, they're kind of like a potential dark horse. Yeah. And the reason why they were a potential dark horse for me was because having followed this team for so long and sort of seeing where they've come from, where they're at now and knowing what they're capable of or not capable of, uh, they had every bit of pressure on them going into this tournament. They still have that lingering feeling with their failure to qualify during the 2018 qualifiers they were the tournament hosts this is another qualifiers where their league is being put sort of in front of everybody like oh like look at this look at this program it's a senior women's national team they've got a you know a professional women's domestic league that that's been you know around since late 2016 this is going to be great for them and people wanted to see like a ton of big crowds and all this because that's what they're used to seeing in Mexico. And none, and all of that stuff didn't translate for this team going into this tournament. Um, they did not look, quite frankly, like they were prepared for the moment. Um, and that's unfortunate because this is a team that just defeated Canada off of their gold medal win. Yeah. You know, so there was a lot of like you know, people were like, it's not the soccer, it's not clicking here. So right. uh, it's, it's a tough, they've made it only harder for themselves. Um, and the loss last night felt very, very, and looked very defeating because the scenario is very tough for them to get out of this, this, uh, this group with the possibility to qualify. So top four teams, two in each group will make a place in the world cup and the third place finishers will get a chance to head to a, inter-confederation playoff but it's just looking very 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 dim there's a shadow over the mexican women national team right now yeah and it's tough it's very very tough but the other side of this stuff is when we get to see these tournaments we get really excited for the region and yeah. it just i really mean it it really was a wave of emotion it was beautiful watching yeah i also season. all this is a this is maybe the place for me to just say that i think that the draw was horrifically unfair horrifically unfair I think that group A versus group B is night and day. And oh, yeah. I do not think like, and also like, what can you do? It was like ping pong balls in a bowl, yeah. but it's, it's I not that I think that if Mexico had been in group B, the psychology element would not still be there, but it's Haiti. Yeah. So ball. And Jamaica I just, can ball. The oh U.S. are the number one team in the world. It's just a really tough draw as well yeah and it's it's funny to think about where it's like oh like if, if you're really looking at a tournament with just eight teams is it really a group of death and we were all over here on this side like yes and yeah. it's group a yeah. <laughs> like pay attention to it so yeah again like you're talking about a whole program a haiti national team that completely flipped the script i love when the script gets flipped because we're going in we're going to go into this final match day the United States is going to go up against Mexico, and that is not going to be the game to watch. The game to watch is going to be Haiti and Jamaica. Jamaica, yeah. So it's it's very exciting, I think, for the neutral in me, the yeah. the fan in me of the Concacaf region. Yeah. You know, someone who wants to continue to see uh, Concacaf grow on this side of the game. Um, I'm very then, very excited for it. Yeah, and then maybe just to like you know 
tie this into red stars, right? Uh, Mal Pugh has two assists in two games, not mm-hmm. too shabby though. Obviously she's had a couple chances specifically with her left foot. That, uh, <laughs> are, we, are we talking about the left foot now? The, yeah. We might be talking left. a little bit about that left foot. Um, she had two, two clear yeah. chances with her left. Well, she had one. Okay. She had one clear chance in the first game that she switched over to her right and missed when the left had the better angle. Yeah. And then she shoots with her left twice in the second game. Neither too good. So that left foot's interesting, especially because she's an inverted winger. So she plays on the left. Side. Yeah. This is one of those moments where we're just like, we're which is fine. Play. Inverted, inverted wingers are that's, that's valid, but it's yeah. also just like, sometimes you just need to be able to hoof it with that left foot. You know? I'm saying, is this, yeah. is this one of these moments where we turn it into like a meme when it's like uh, all 12 NWSL or all 11, 12 NWSL clubs, like don't look at this moment. Yeah, right. like, yeah exactly. Look away. Like, look away. Yeah. She's trying to, yeah. she, I don't know. It's something that we're, we'll keep an eye on it for yeah. sure, but I think she's been doing okay. Yeah. Otherwise, Alyssa Nay are getting the start against mm-hmm. Jamaica. Um, I don't know if she'll get the start against Mexico, but I would imagine that Blacko's going to ensure that his number one is going to be part of those knockout rounds for sure. Um, and shout out to PSG, man. She's getting yeah, she got in the game. She got in the game against Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. I, like I said, I do not think Group B is going to be much of a challenge for Canada. So just as many minutes as she can possibly get, the better. I hope she starts. I hope she starts today. Yeah. They, I should, hope, be rota- I they should be rotating. Uh, well, yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers yeah. crossed. We know that uh, Vlago Adonowski loves uh, some player rotation. Um, not sure what Brett, Brett Priestman is going to have up her sleeve, but I would love to see the rotations. I would love to see BSG uh, build on her minutes. Uh, definitely came, came off the bench for Canada. And you saw her make an impact immediately. Uh, for, well, for yeah, the- it's also I just one that. of those things from the club standpoint. You want her to not come back with not match fit. That's a, that's yeah. a danger sometimes with these kinds of things. Fortunately, the, this tournament's super duper short. They'll be back after next weekend, I think. So it's it's not too much of a concern. It's not like the Euros where if you don't play much at the Euros, you come back and you have to build your minutes back up. But um, yeah, I, I would like to see her. I would just like to see her get a chance to show what she can do against CONCACAF competition because I think that she can. I think she can carve them up personally. Are we going to see Mel Pugh versus BSG in this tournament? Ooh, I think it's unlikely. I mean, I think it's unlikely that BSG would start in a game yeah. against the U.S., but I would love to see it. I would love to see it as well. Uh, I'm also going to ask you for there's a game coming up soon on Monday uh, with the U.S. versus Mexico. You got a score line for this one? It's going oh, to be pretty. No, um, I'm going to I'll go first. I'm, I'm, I got like five. I've got, I got like six zero. Quite yeah, I I in my heart, I'm hoping for like three. Oh, God bless you. No. Maybe okay if Mexico can just keep the U.S. off the board for the first half hour. We'll see. They don't. They're not going to have the starting center backs, so it's going to be tough. Oh, that's so true. I mean, that's the thing that's tough about this too. Um, is 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 I do think that Mexico can score on the U.S. the same way they can score. They could have scored on Jamaica and they could have scored on Haiti, and they yeah. just didn't. Yeah. And yeah. unfortunately, I also think that like Maria Sanchez ran herself into the ground oh, over the last I can't two days. She died for this thing. Yeah, she did. Oh, she tried so hard. Oh, and <laughs> oh man. And so I think they're tired and, yeah. and frustrated. And I think they're probably a little. I mean, it's, it's kind of terrifying what happens after this game, right? For them. So I think that it's um, it'll be tough. Oh, but yeah. you know what? All right, we got one more. We got one more. Maybe the thing that Mexico needs is some coffee. Oh, gosh. 
Was the issue caffeination, do you think, over the week? Perhaps. Did they, did they let, perhaps? Let people know, buddy. Let just people not know. pack enough coffee? Well, if they want to start their day on Monday with a competitive edge, Strava CBD coffee is a game changer and has helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you higher hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you feel alert and focused without the jitters. Live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so that you wake up feeling your best. The best part, Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. Strava also also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use the code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases. Only one use per customer. Already love Strava? Subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. Maybe somebody, they see a little boost. Somebody gave the Mexican women's national team to Strava stat. Yeah. Immediately. We'll see what happens. Uh, don't know if we'll see Mel Pugh. She's gone back to back 90s. Yeah, she's gone back to back 90s. We might see Trent. We might see Rodman. Might see Rodman in there. Yeah. Might see Nair. I don't I know. Stay Pino, tuned. Honestly, Pino got a whole game off. So yeah, right. We'll we'll stay tuned. We'll we'll watch it for you. We'll probably chat about it a little bit more yeah. again on the next episode. Well, for next everybody. time we talk, they'll have played the semifinal, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we'll have things to chat about yeah. for sure. Uh, this last final match day and the semifinal as well. So everybody, tune in if you get the if, if you get the chance to watch a Concacaf W Championship on Paramount Plus. Uh, they're going to be good games, y'all. It's getting good. This is where it gets real, real, real good. Uh, and uh, hopefully, we're going to be back to talk about another Red Stars dub. Let's yeah. see them extend this undefeated streak to nine if they can. So, rah, rah, Red Stars. Here we go. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate you all hopping on to the live whenever we uh, do this on Fridays here. Uh, if you've appreciated uh, what we've chatted about uh, on the show or appreciate our work in general, just want to let you know one of the best ways to support the work that we do here at all CHGO is to go ahead and sign up for a CHGO membership. You get access obviously to our podcast, our live shows nearly every day. We uh, have a great, uh, we have a great team here that do a lot of post game shows. You can get access to premium written content for members at all CHGO.com. Claire's going to hook you up with all the red star specific content. And of course you get dope merch for every single team in Chicago. You get a free shirt when you become a member and you get access to the members only discord, the CHGO lounge. So uh, if you get a chance, go on and sign up for a CHGO membership and Claire and I will be back next week with more soccer action for you all.